Bienvenidos and welcome, everyone. I hope that you're having a wonderful time, a fantastic day, a splendid week, all of those wonderful, uplifting, and positive notations that I like to start the episode with. Oh, man, someone take their thumb out of my butt. I am uptight. Woo! Yeah, I've had too much coffee this morning. Can you tell? Bienvenidos and welcome. I am Lauren Hutton. You already knew that. Did I already say that part? Did that already happen? Am I am I just floundering in, in my own own redundancies? Who knows? We're going to find out together. I hope you're having a wonderful week. Already said that. I'm certain of it. I don't remember why I turned on the microphone. I'm sure I had like something that I was going to talk about. I had some purpose. I always do. Problem is that like by the time that I get everything plugged in, I usually forget about it. It's not a great system. The system that I have here. I'm not it's not even really a system. It it's just me with very, very vapid and, and shallow knowledge of recording equipment, just sort of shotgun blasting all of these different attempts. Horrendous inconsistencies. I already want to change the intro music. Yeah, that's how quickly I get bored. Do y'all still like it? I mean, is it still pumping up your Jimmy jams? I liked it this time. It wasn't too bad. It was all right. I enjoyed it. I've really got to put more preparation into these. Holy crap. I had a point. I'm certain of it. I just don't remember what it was. Do you? Can you tell me what it was? Of course not. <laughs> that is the most ass backwards. Sorry, mom. Just like complete reversal. Tell me what the content is. Yeah, all them coffee sipping sounds. Why am I drinking more coffee if I've already admitted to having too much? Well, because I'm a walking paradox. I don't do anything that I say I'm going to. You remember last week when I said you guys were going to get uh, an, uh, an episode with Eric Shockler? That was on the Instagram story. I lied. That didn't happen. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to get it this Friday. I promise. Swearsies. I don't know. I just, I, I got, I lost track of what day it was. I uh, got a little silly in the head. Mea culpa. I'll make it up to you somehow. I'm not sure how. I don't know what you want. What do you want? What do you want from me? You want me to juggle? That seems a little weird for a podcast. I'm experimenting with video. Might be on YouTube one day. Who knows? But I, I've I've told myself that I'm not going to I'm not going to add anything. I'm not going to I'm not going to add anything without you know kind of solidifying what it is that I'm going to be adding. So we're not gonna we're not gonna have video until I figure out how I want to do the video. We're not gonna have. Um, well, that's really it. That's the only plan on the horizon. <laughs> I mean, what else do you do with a podcast? I don't know. I probably need help on the back end. With all of these administrative -y things. Oh, boy, howdy do I wish I had someone to handle all the social media. I feel overwhelmed pretty easily. Like, I, don't, I can't really handle a whole lot. And that is sad. Because I am a 30-year-old grown man. I should at least handle... I should be able to handle three decades worth of shit. Sorry, Mom. But I should. I absolutely should. 
I've been around for three decades. I should be able to handle three decades worth of shit. Maybe two. How about two decades worth of stuff? Could I handle that? Nope. I'm still struggling with like a year's worth of nonsense. I can't even plan what I'm doing tomorrow. You have no idea how lucky you are that you've been getting episodes consistently for more than two months. I don't stick to things. I lose interest so fast. It's a miracle that I can keep any person in my life for more than a couple of months. Folks bore me after a while. Or maybe it's not really... I don't get bored easy. I just... I get to know you more, and the more I get to know you, like I've just been disappointed so many times. We all have. I don't know why I'm making this about me. This is a very broad topic. You get close to a person, you get to know them more, and they let you down. It turns out they're either not who they seem to be or who they presented themselves as. Or, you know, it, by no fault of their own, you just get to know them better and you realize that your initial impression of them was like, oh, wow, they are the type to club baby seals. I had no idea. But look at all these clubs. It, it's a jarring moment when you find your friend's seal clubbing room. But it, I mean, it doesn't have to be seal clubbing. That's a dumb, dumb example. That's a very played out example. How many, how many club and baby seal jokes have there been on Family Guy? At least 12. Is that how many seasons they have? They have 12 seasons worth of seal clubbing baby jokes. Seal clubbing babies. That is a totally different thing than baby clubbing seals, which is a totally different thing than clubbing baby seals. Oh, my God. I want to raise an army of, of seal clubbing babies. That would be so amazing. Iraq would never see it coming. <laughs> Fuck a drone. I'm sending in the seal clubbing babies. Sorry, mom, but that's so funny. Seal clubbing babies. That's that's oh man. I can't wait to see that on Pornhub one day. Seal Club and Babies. You know, it's it's a group of crime-fighting international spies that are super hot ladies in latex, and they have clubs, and it turns out that the hyper-intelligent seals are the ones... That, I don't know. I can't even try to make that make sense. But I picture international spy ladies having sex with Navy SEALs, and for some reason, a club's involved. It starts as a weapon, turns into a toy later. That's what I'm talking about. You know how a club is shaped. It's basically just like a training dildo. Sorry, mom. You might want to turn this off right now. We're going to go down a hard path talking about dildos. I'm not sure how comfortable you are about rubber penises, mama. I'm just letting you know. Skip forward a couple minutes. Just go ahead and dive on through. Oh, boy. Don't even remember why I brought it up. See, that's that's a really good censorship tool, I think. You know, if you just start uh, apologizing so profusely and so quickly that you forget what you're apologizing for or what you were about to do with it, keeps you real safe. It's a nice little uh, jail deterrent for anyone else with ADHD that gets distracted super easily and just keeps moving forward. Why not? I have plenty of things to say. I could literally just keep talking for forever, he says, even though he does a 20-minute podcast every week. If that were true, I would be talking for hours daily, and I got to be honest with you. I've thought about it. I've thought about it real hard. It would. Oh, man. If my job, I, I'm so serious. If my job was to wake up in the morning and sit down and just think for a while, 
you know, just have some pondering until something strikes me that's worth talking about. And then I turn on the microphone and I talk about it for 30 minutes to three hours, depending on the subject and how I feel that day. And then I upload it and I'm done working by noon. And that's my job. That's my dream. I swear that is my dream. I don't have to leave the house. I don't have to talk to people. I don't have to do any of those nasty things that being alive usually involves, you know, dealing with society, dealing with weather. Uh, I did the math. I don't even have to have like a huge audience in order to like make that a, a living goal. When you break it down, the current platform that I am on, isn't this super interesting? Don't you guys just love hearing about my aspirations and what I daydream about? Oh, man, this is why we have guests on. <laughs> hmm. If I had 30,000 listeners on a weekly basis for one episode a week, I could quit my job. That's the math. That is literally the breakdown with the current trajectory that I'm on. Now, that is assuming a lot of, of variables, a lot of factors, a lot of assumptions of things not changing for the worse, like, i.e., the current sponsorship deal that I have, which was literally just handed to me. I did no work for it whatsoever. Who's to say once you hit a certain threshold that that gets yanked out from under you, and then you have to bridge another gap in order to like actually start making money from other sponsorships. I don't know. I don't know if that ravine is there, and I'm about to jump into it. Sorry, I just burped through my words there like a hillbilly. Why am I so white trash? <sighs> I'm, I'm pretty certain that I, I'm never going to get away from that. I, w I lived in a trailer through a, a decent chunk of my childhood. A, a large part of it I don't remember because thank God my stepdaddy came in and saved my mama and me and my sister from the, from the trailer park. <laughs> Had himself a good government job working for the post office. Yes, sir. Took us up out of them there, them, the, the trailer park, and then we lived up in there in the, them, 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 them Dayton areas for a long time, the urbanite Dayton area, and then we moved to Carlisle where he bought my mama a house. I don't know why I'm screaming about any of that, <sighs> but I think I have trailerness. <laughs> I got I got a lack of foundation. Like that is a theme in my life, lacking foundation. Not to mention the fact that the first couple of years of my life I lived in a trailer which lacks foundation. <laughs> oh man, where am I going with this? I don't know. Maybe I can't change. Maybe this is how I am. Maybe I'm stuck in this really, really unfortunate type of person. I don't like me. I don't want to be this way forever. I want to grow. I want to change. I want to become a better person. And yet I don't do any of that. Let's let's bounce back to the concept of is perception reality. Yes, I'm still on it. I'm still talking about it. Let's let's dig in just a little bit deeper on a different angle. String theory. Okay? So there's multiple universes. There's 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 the concept. If there are those of you that don't know, let me just glaze over this. It'll be incredibly reductive and I apologize to those of you that have a deeper understanding of this stuff. But these are my thoughts. This is my podcast, and I'm probably going to speak out of turn and say some stuff wrong while I'm trying to explain something to somebody. I don't know why I'm yelling at two different halves of my audience. You know, there's the smart people that have dived into weird pseudoscience and, and theoretical nonsense, and then there's, you know, others 
I'm not condemning either one of you. But for those of you that don't know, string theory is a basic concept that for every choice that you have creates a tangential uh, timeline. Every choice that you make, you know, there's another version of you that made the opposite choice. And so uh, we perceive time as like a linear uh, progression of A to B to C and all that fun stuff. Uh, but the, the, the theory is that every time that you make a choice, you're actually creating a branching tree of timelines. Wildly interesting, right? That's super fun to think about. And under the concept of your reality being malleable because your perception is malleable, you can manifest a new reality, which is very interesting. Very interesting. So you have all of these branching timelines, right? What is stopping a person from flexing their perspective to being able to see through the walls of space-time? I know, we're getting real trippy-dippy right now. I'm sorry. But these are the things that I ponder. You can see through the walls of space-time. And then you can actually manifest a reality where you made a different choice. Oh, I didn't want chocolate ice cream. I wanted vanilla. Bam, it's vanilla. Because you altered your perception and shifted into a different reality where you chose vanilla. Now, I didn't come up with these concepts. I didn't, I didn't even... This is all just a regurgitation of what I've read on the internet and what I saw on J.J. Abrams' Fringe. Full disclosure. It's a fun show. <laughs> but if reality is fluid and you can shift into a different reality where, say, your kid didn't die or into a reality where your wife didn't leave you or some other tragedy didn't happen... That's what I'm talking about, manifesting happiness. And I know that this is all very, very trippy-tippy. This is all very highbrow. This is all very pseudoscience and theoretical. But I do have a point, and, I, and I, this is the point that I am trying to make. You manifest your own happiness. We've, we've delved into that concept before. Your choices dictate what happens to you. Because, you know, your choices affect the things around you, and those things are being affected by you, butterfly effect, so on and so forth. So why do you choose to watch another episode of TV when you should go to bed, knowing that you'll be better rested and you'll be in a better mood tomorrow? Why do you not only stay up watching another episode of that stupid show, but you also go to the kitchen and you grab a bag of chips and a soda pop, and now you're, you're eating high-octane garbage at 2 a.m., not sleeping, pumping your body full of fuel that it doesn't run well on. It doesn't run well on at all. You don't put garbage juice in your freaking car. No, you put gasoline in it. At least I hope you do. Good Lord. Unless you have one of those weird biodiesel things, and then I guess you would put garbage juice in your car, but that doesn't detract from my point. <laughs> you shouldn't put garbage juice into your own little gas tank. You, you, you make... I'm, I, I say you. I'm projecting. This is my issue. This is my freaking thing. I hate myself right now, and I'm constantly making decisions that render poor results, and I'm also aware of that, and yet I have not found the motivation to change my behavior. Why? Why can't I just try to go to sleep earlier? You know, why do I lean into the fact that it's like, well, I have insomnia. It doesn't matter. No, it does matter. 
It matters a lot. And it's time to start taking responsibility. It's time to step up and actually like do the things that are going to manifest your own happiness. And maybe it's not manifesting your own happiness. Maybe it's just achieving your goals. Doesn't have anything to do with happiness. It's just it's what you want to accomplish in this life. And once again, I say you, I mean me. I'm projecting 100%. This is this is, these are my qualms. But maybe me talking about what bothers me and my issues and and Maybe doing all of that will help motivate me to be what I expect myself to be. Or maybe it'll help you ultimately motivate yourself to be what you're expecting yourself to be. Maybe you haven't come to these realizations and you, you, you haven't had the epiphany aha moment of like, oh, crap, I'm in charge. It's up to me. I have to make decisions that render the results that I want, which means thinking ahead planning. God, isn't that freaking boring? It, it, It makes my stomach flip over just thinking about it because these are things that I have ran away from so horrendously hard. These these concepts that are institutionalizing, you know, being an organized person means being an efficient person. Being an efficient person means being a productive person. Being a productive person typically means being a successful person, and being a successful person typically means being a happy person. Oh, man, you mean I got to put all the spoons where the spoons go or I'm going to be sad? <laughs> Fuck. Sorry, mom, but that is that's how it is, you know, Um and now, obviously, these are blanket statements. This isn't for everybody, but, you know, I used to be a complete slob, and now I, I kind of, I like things to be nicer because I've realized that those are the, when things are clean and tidy, I feel a little bit better about stuff. And that's dumb. That's real dumb. But now it's coming down to organizing other parts of my life, like making sure that my bills are getting paid on time. Oh, man, you, you, those are things that you should figure out when you're like 20, you know, just managing money. You should have that on lock as soon as you get a job because you should have people that, you know, bash that ideology into you. I did. I had people that taught me the value of money, or at least they tried. I ignored them hard. Did I ignore them? Oh, man, money did not mean a damn thing to me when I was a kid or a teenager, or a 20-something. It didn't really start to mean things to me until I had a car repossessed, and then I was like, oh, so that's how credit works, and now mine's ruined. Super fun. I somehow had managed to avoid ever, like, you know, having my name on something that really mattered. I had a credit card that had, like, a $400 limit in college, and I ran that up, but... Then I got paid for my books that semester, and I paid it off, and I never used it again, and and that, and that was it. And then I got out of you know got a car loan, and then uh, wasn't paying the car loan. Also, wasn't in charge of the bill. It was messy. Uh, that was that was back back in the married times when I was a Mister and a Mrs. Oh God, that was a that was a rough year. <laughs> but yeah, bill wasn't getting paid. They came out and repossessed it. That was a super fun morning to just walk out onto my porch and and see my 2011 Mitsubishi Galant with paddle shifters and all kinds of other cool upgrades that I didn't need and shouldn't have gotten. Just being hauled away. Goodbye, vehicle. 
I drove complete ass turd cars after that. Sorry's mom. Sorry's mom? Ugh. Getting all kinds of loose lipped over here. But I did. I, I drove dog turd cars. Oh, I, I had a, a Jeep Cherokee that, oh man, it was an ice box that ran. I don't know why or how, but it was always cold in there. Like even in the summer. And that, that was the car that I took back to Louisville. Uh, yeah. Oh man. No, that's wrong. I had the Jeep before that. It doesn't matter. I should shut up about all of these things. This isn't what this episode was supposed to be about. How many times have y'all heard me say that? This is the one that's supposed to be. It's never what it's supposed to be. But guess what? Sometimes you get dealt a poop hand and you just got to roll with what you got. Make decisions that actually make you happy. Make decisions that are going to warrant whatever you want to get out of this life. Maybe you're content. You're totally fine, you know, and there's absolutely no problem in your situation with staying up until two in the morning, eating chips, drinking soda pop, and just enjoying your life. I envy you. Oh, man, would I love to just get fat and not care and just sit around and be lazy and not have any ambition or desire to get attention from people. Oh, boy, would it be simpler if I didn't have all of that constantly rattling around in my noodle. But thank you for indulging my narcissism. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I d- oh, my God. I just found a piece of paper, and on it is written the things that I wanted to talk about earlier. How about that? Give me a moment while I collect myself. Sorry about that. Okay, so we're back. The thing, the one thing that I actually wanted to talk about in this particular episode. I'm starting another podcast. Oh, isn't this a bad idea? Remember how I talked about how I get overwhelmed like way too easily and I also just just take on way too much and then get overwhelmed way too easily and then and then nothing happens. Well, we've added more to the plate, y'all. It's actually a collaborative effort with my good buddy, Luke Fagenbush. That's right. Uh, it, and it's also, it's going to be ran through a local, local cidery and music and comedy venue here in Cincinnati over in the north side. That's right. We're talking about Urban Artifact. I like that place. I like that place a lot. They have wonderful drinks. Um, actually, one of one of my ladies, not my, she's not my lady. She's just a lady that uh, has a house that I live in, and I love her very much. That lady, her favorite, uh, one of her favorite beers actually is uh, from from the Urban Artifact. Good old gadget. I like it a lot. I hope that that turns out well. Uh, it's going to be way more structured than this noise. Uh, it'll be fun, and it's it's part of a, a project that that uh, Radio Artifact, Urban Artifact, is doing called Radio Artifact. I don't know if they're like trying to change the whole name and rebrand the whole thing, a new thing, but we'll find out because I guess I'm a part of it. Oh, 
but that's going to be fun. We're going to be talking to comics about uh, just like the worst experiences that they've had doing shows. You know, when comedy's not fun, whether they be bombing or 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 just not even necessarily bombing. What I really, what I'm interested in, what I want to know about, are the shows that suck not because the crowd sucked or their act didn't go well. I'm talking about like reasons that other other reasons why a, a show might be like their least favorite thing. Maybe the Booker was racist. Who knows? You know, I, I just I hope that we come across some really interesting things that aren't just like, oh, they didn't like me. <laughs> it sucked. None of them laughed at my jokes. You know, I, I and I'm sure that we're going to get some great stories along those lines, and I can't wait to hear all of them. But I also want to hear other things. Oh, boy, am I excited about that. Luke Fagenbush is a wonderfully funny boy. I'm sure we'll get him over here on this here podcast before too long. Um, but also, uh, I wanted to uh, sorry. I just lost my train of thought real hard because I realized that I don't have I don't have anybody recorded for next week. Shockler's episode's going to come out Friday. I should talk to someone about being on the show. Maybe we'll get Luke on for next week. Who knows? I certainly don't. But I am very excited about the the whole radio artifact nonsense. Whole new show. I'll be honest with you. I think Poof is dead. Because <laughs> I just don't see where I'm going to have time. Uh, maybe maybe we'll do it as a house show in my basement one day. And, and it'll just be a one-off kind of thing. I don't know. Who knows? Either way, it's going to be fun. Um, I hope. (laughs) Quit using the word. I hope is a crutch. You dingbat. Yeah. So other details about the radio artifact nonsense. It's not coming out for a while. Uh, I think we're shooting for like an April release. It's going to come out in April. Maybe ish. First week of April. We got to get some episodes in the bank. Uh, cause I mean this whole Lauren's podcast thing, it's fine. I, I fly by the seat of my pants and clearly I don't prepare very well cause I don't have anyone for next week, but that's fine because it's me and I, I kind of work off of the chaos a little nice cause I would, we've already talked about it. I make poor decisions and I don't manifest my own happiness because I, I don't appropriate my goals through organized thought. But when I work with another person, <laughs> I try not to wish that evil on them. So we're trying to get a little little more organized than things have been with Lauren's podcast, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to start recording with him. Uh, it's going to be interesting because like we don't really know what we're doing. I think he thinks that I know what I'm doing just because like, you know, I, I'm doing it, but I don't. I haven't. I have no clue up in up in here up in y'all. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I'm going to have fun doing it because I enjoy talking into microphones. It's fun. It's one of my most favorite things ever. It just it gets me all sorts of Jimmy jacked, you know? I don't know what that character was, but now I'm scared. What if that character comes back? What if it hurts me? Now I sound schizophrenic. Speaking of mental illness, oh, man. Uh, video games switching gears. Here we go. Hellblade, right? Senua's sacrifice or whatever, what have you. So the new Xbox is going to come out next year, right? Xbox. Uh, I think it's, it's it's Scorpio or Xbox XXX or whatever the hell it's called. I'm not sure, 
but it's no longer a small thing that'll like fit in a standard entertainment center. It, it's like a tower. It's like a computer. It's a real computer. Uh, and, and their launch game, right? The game that's going to launch with the console to help showcase all of the, the, the newfangled ray tracing and, and crazy other technology that they're pumping into the graphics and, and, and the CPU and the frame rate and all these other stupid terms that I don't know why I know them. I played the first game for that, right? So that's coming out at the end of next year. The first game is on Xbox Game Pass. I played that. And there's a warning before the game. I'm accustomed to like video game warnings. I, I I know all about the this game has flashing lights and people with epilepsy might not want to play it and all that jazz. And and that that's a common warning that you see with a lot of video games, especially like indie games and things. But this particular warning was not something that I had ever seen or that I was accustomed to. The video game has a warning before the game telling you that it simulates psychosis and certain people may not really want to go through that. What? How, how do you have a video game that simulates psychosis? Well, apparently it's very easy because immediately after that, they suggest that you play the game with uh, a 3D headphones, which is something that PlayStation... I think had, and then Xbox added later, but it's like 3D audio, right? So the, the sound is moving around you almost like a Dolby system, and that's how they suggest that you play the game. I don't have 5.1 Dolby. I also don't have 3D headphones. I have a sound bar and a subwoofer behind my couch, and that was enough. Holy Lord, was that enough? This game is creepy. The gameplay is fairly simple. It's a simple, like, uh, there are puzzle sections, and then there are combat sections. But the, the concept behind the game is that you are this person. I didn't get very far into it. It creeped me out, and I turned it off, full disclosure. But what I gathered was that uh, you're a person, and you're a person with schizophrenia, and this is back during, like, Norse mythology times, and there's all these crazy rune stones around, and you hear voices. You hear a lot of voices. There is the character that you were playing as, right? And then there is a narrator that appears to be speaking to you, and the character that you are playing as is sometimes aware of the narrator, and hears the narrator, and is aware of you as a voice in their own head. We're all voices in this chick's head. It is so freaking weird and creepy. There are versions of the voice that are constantly telling you to do and not do things. Don't go that way. It's not safe. Turn back, turn back, turn back. Like, it is so freaking creepy the way that they do this. And it's all, like, three-dimensional, and it's panning left and right. Um, okay, so here's, here's like, a taste, right? Here's a taste of what that sounds like. Just taking all sorts of different whispers and various other things. Here we go. Turn back. You're not going to make it. You have to go back. You have to go back. You have to turn. You have to turn. It's going to be your fault. Everything's always your fault. It's always your fault. It's always your fault. It's always your fault. It's always your fault. Right? Isn't that super weird? That's how the whole freaking game is. Meanwhile, you're trying to solve puzzles and you have all these freaking whispery voices that kind of sound like, you know, the person that you are or whatever. Yeah, it simulates psychosis for sure 
they had actual like therapists and mental analysts and stuff consulting with the game kind of the way that they do assassin's creed and they get real life historians to come in and like weigh in their two cents to make sure that the game is is fiscally grant not fiscally <laughs> is like you know grounded in a way that it, it makes sense and, and it's believable they did that and oh man do i want a new xbox now except i also just recently found out that the new xbox has no game exclusives for it and i don't mean like exclusives from playstation i mean exclusives from the previous generation of consoles the first couple of years that this new console is going to be out you'll be able to play all of the games that come out for it on the xbox one s or whatever like you don't have to upgrade it's more of like a modular scalable system where if you want the absolute tippy-top graphics, sure, you can do that. You can go that route, but you're going to pay for it, and you don't have to to experience the games that they're creating. It's a much, much better system. If you look at the way that like video game money is broken down, the systems themselves do not make very much money. Typically, the hardware that gets pumped into them costs about as much to manufacture and produce as the sale cost. PlayStation tried to upend that because they put in a Blu-ray player with the PlayStation 3, and so it came out with a way overpriced price tag, and they were trying to make their money back by putting the Blu-ray player in there. It's just not it's not how it works. Like basically you're getting the console at cost and the way that the the gaming companies make money, the way that Xbox makes money, the way that Sony makes money off of PlayStation is through the games. Absolutely 100% it is through the games. Games are where the money is at. And so if they focus on, yeah, sure, we're putting out a new system. It's got all of the new craziness in it. It's $700. You can buy it if you want to, but we're also not alienating the people that can no longer afford to upgrade a console every couple of years because you can still play all of the same games on the original Xbox One X or whatever that came out. The giant thing with the huge fan in it, you know, that's like four times the size of an Xbox or a PlayStation nowadays. You can play all the new games on that thing too. I think it's a much smarter system. I, I really do, uh, and I hope that PlayStation kind of mimics that a little bit just because, you know, I have an Xbox and a PS4, and I don't want to have to buy new ones just to play the new games. Yeah, you remember earlier when I was talking about being better with my money? When am I going to stop playing video games? Never. I recently decided to start collecting Nintendo Switch cartridges. That's right. The most overpriced, least powerful games that are on the market. I decided to collect them like a sociopath. I don't know. It sounds fun. I used to just like buy a game, play it, get bored with it or beat it and then trade it in. And there was no like longevity no nostalgia and now i don't have any like artifacts that remind me of my past i i have no totems and my memory is not great and without a totem to tie into a moment i typically will lose the moment and so that's that's why i'm collecting switch games um it sounds dumb but there is a very legitimate reason for it they are my totems they are my memory locks um to this day, when I hear certain Breaking Benjamin songs, I am immediately uh, in my basement, you know, of my childhood home playing in 64 Perfect Dark, 
a lot. Hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of Perfect Dark on N64 while listening to this album, you know? And, and, and I want more of that later. I want, you know, when I'm 40 and I sit down and I'm like, oh my God, my Nintendo Switch still works, you know? I, w- I want to be able to sit down and, and play uh, what's, what's even on my shelf right now. I want to be able to sit down and play The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus and, and fire it up and have all sorts of nostalgia. And that game already has nostalgia to me. It's, it's weird that that's the one that my eyeballs went to because that game in particular has all sorts of memories tied up into it. That's the game that, that me and Leah bonded over. I introduced her to it and she played it to death. Oh my word. Did she play it to death? She loved that game. She played uh, hours and hours and hours and hours of it uh, until she discovered enter the gungeon, which is basically just a different version of the same game. Same mechanics, different skin. Great, great video games. So yeah, that is why I'm now collecting switch games. Uh, So if you want to be nice, um, Buy me The Witcher 3 on Switch. Sorry, Mom. That wasn't directed at you. I know. Christmas is over, and you haven't bought me a decent gift in uh, 17 years, easily. No, it wasn't that long ago. I think it was like, it was uh, maybe it was 20. You bought me a drum set, and that was cool. And then I sold it because I don't respect anything. (laughs) Or at least I think that's what you said. Oh, okay. I think I've I think I've been doing this long enough. Uh, there are things that I would appreciate it if you did. Rate and review the show on iTunes. It helps. Um, you know, other podcasts will tell you that it helps keep the podcast relevant, you know, in the search settings and stuff. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. It helps me. It helps me. I would really appreciate it if you if you did that. Uh, also, if you review the show, say something silly. I don't care. It could be a negative review. I don't care. I'll read it on the show unless you don't want me to and then explicitly type the words. Do not read this on the show. This has already gotten too complicated. Just give me some stars, y'all. <laughs> How about that? We'll retract a little bit. Go ahead and rate. And then if you're feeling froggy, you, you can re- review it if you want to. Remember, I just need 30,000 of you and then I can quit my job unless you don't mind listening to me every day of the week and then we can cut that number by one fifth. What's uh, 30 divided by five? Oh, that's way too easy for me not to know immediately. What's 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 five times four is 20 five times. So it's six. If I did six episodes no, that's 6,000. Oh, so if we did an episode every day of the week, Monday through Friday for about this long, you know, 30 to 40 minutes and I had 6,000 of you consistent consistently listening. That is not that many people. That's only a thousand more than the, the Facebook maximum, which I don't have 5,000 friends on Facebook, so I don't know why I think it would be so easy to have 6,000 people listening to a podcast every single day. Ew, I don't know. That's probably that's not a great model. It probably makes more sense to have 12,000 of you or 15,000 of you listening twice a week or or 30,000 of you listening once. I don't know how it works. I just don't want to have to drive for Lyft anymore. 
Oh, I applied to some jobs. Haven't heard anything back. We'll see what happens. Those are my weekly updates. <laughs> That's right. This Friday, we'll have Eric Shockler. I'm actually thinking ahead, trying to get some planage going, and then uh, and then we'll figure out who's going to be next week. Uh, maybe it'll probably be Luke. Let's be honest. I'm going to ask him. We'll see what he says. He'll probably say yes. I don't know. That guy has an inflated sense of my value. It really does. He is a very lucky boy, and he's been working very hard at, at, at comedy, uh, and he's he, it's been paying off. You know, He's got a, a show at Urban Artifact that's been running very well. Uh, it's a great open mic. It also has a monthly showcase behind it. It's great. It's been going for over a year. That's 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 a staple. That's a great show if you can keep it going for a year. Huzzah. Uh, and then also, you know, other people move out of the city and they have projects going that they don't want to abandon or just fold. And so they hand them off to people that they trust. And Luke has been handed uh, a, a, a show to run and it's super exciting and cool. And, and, and he just was like, yeah, I'll book you. And I'm like, man, you shouldn't. <laughs> someone needs to tell someone that I need to get back to open mics because I haven't been. That's what I mean about like manifesting your own happiness and like doing the things, making choices that render the results that you want. I haven't been on stage all year. My soul is rotting inside of my own larynx. Do you understand? I don't feel good. Because every part of me, every atom in my being is burning because I'm not doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. Will I go to an open mic tonight? Probably not because I'm super stressed out about money. Uh, I don't know what to handle first. I don't know what to take care of. Uh, And clearly, I don't know when to end a podcast episode. I will quit talking now. I hope you all have a wonderful time. I'll see you on Friday with Eric Schockler. Ah, take care and toodaloo.